Julie Falk, and this is the Nonprofit Hour. Um, I'm talking to Jimmy Rodasta and Aaron Johnston of Planned Parenthood Advocates of Oregon. Um, so I, I'm an executive director at a nonprofit, and I'm really interested in the culture of nonprofits. So Jimmy, I was wondering if you could tell us more about what it's like to work for Planned Parenthood Advocates of Oregon, and what makes it a unique place. You know, how how are your values and action in the culture at at your work? Hmm. Well, I, I can say, um, first of all, it's a, it's a unique place in that um, I, I feel grateful to, to work in such a progressive environment where um, uh, free expression is welcome and uh, where um, it's, a, it's a very supportive uh, team environment where we are all looking out for the same thing, which is the mission. And so... I, I feel very grateful for that. Um, it's also an unusual uh, place to work in that, you know, it's not every day that you have people praying outside of your um, your your workplace as you walk in. And so I think that that also sort of binds us together in a unique way where we have uh, this, you know, very well-resourced, well-organized opposition to our work. And I, I think that's what sort of... Um, keeps us uh, going through all, all, the, all that is that um, we know that that there are a lot of people, a lot of uh, vulnerable populations that really need the, the, the advocacy work that we're doing as well as the health care work that we're providing. And so uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really positive environment. Um, can you tell us more about, um, about Oregon's status um, in terms of, you know, our um, and what other people, what other states, and what other um, advocacy organizations think about Oregon in terms of our um, access to reproductive rights here? Well, we are certainly uh, an inspiration to other states where they um, have a far different landscape. Uh, we are the only state in the country with no restrictions on um, safe legal abortion beyond Roe versus Wade. And... Uh, we also, uh, like I said, have are one of 13 states that require medically accurate, age-appropriate sexual health education. Um, we also are um, fortunate in that uh, this, this new Supreme Court case that's uh, coming down that could gut the Affordable Care Act is not going to affect Oregon, so it's, we're exempt from that. But, um, yeah, it's a... It's a it, the fact that we are so um, progressive when it comes to women's health has allowed us to be able to lend staff support mm -hmm. to states where, that really need it. Like when Mississippi was voting on an all-out abortion ban under the guise of personhood, they call it, um, we were able to lend a couple staff uh, support uh, to, to uh, help turn that around. And that, and that was a, a big victory because they, they were down... And within just a, a couple of weeks with this really aggressive campaign, we're in a place where they didn't even have a database of pro-choice um, supporters. 
they were able to uh, win in, in the double by the double digits. And um, when North Dakota had a, a religious liberty um, uh, ballot measure, we also were able to send a, a staff support. And then also uh, Texas, right after Wendy Davis's infamous filibuster, um, we wanted to make sure to have um, to take advantage of that opportunity. And so there was a statewide Stand with Texas Women bus tour, and so we helped uh, mobilize all of the uh, amazing support that was brought about from that national visibility. And um, in fact, Wendy Davis is going to be our keynote speaker at our annual breakfast on wow. May 5th. Right. Yeah. Well, and so what do you feel like your biggest challenges are as communications director at Planned Parenthood Advocates? Well, um, I would say that it's, it is important to uh, remind folks that uh, we don't have it um, sorry. <clears throat> um, it's important to constantly remind folks that this fight is far from over, that even in a state that's um, as well off as Oregon, there are still um, abortion restrictions being introduced all the time. Uh, in 2014 and in 2012, there were ballot measures that nearly qualified that would have attacked um, access to abortion for low-income women. And so we have to uh, just consistently remind folks that, that this fight isn't over and and that, um, that their support is still needed in order to maintain Oregon status. Because the fact that we are the leading state for reproductive freedom has sort of put a target on our backs. And, and so the, there is a, a real concerted effort to uh, not only uh, whittle away at women's rights, but also um, in this last election, we especially saw a lot of politicians who were trying to obscure and hide their really extreme views um, and send mixed messages through campaign ads that were flat out false advertising. And so um, to, to just to even uh, get the mainstream media to pay attention to that was a real challenge. And so I, I think uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of those things, like just trying to uh, constantly reinforce. Do you see yourself, Aaron, continuing to volunteer for years to come? Yes, absolutely. And I, there have been many, many times where I've been looking for opportunities to make it more of a full time, uh, full time work. But for now, it's it's volunteer work. And it's uh, something that I will continue. And so many. And um, if people do want to volunteer with Planned Parenthood Advocates, how would they go about doing that? Well, they can go to ppaoregon.org, and that's where they can join our action net network so they can receive email updates on what we're up to. Um, they can also uh, sign a volunteer uh, form where they can indicate the level of, of volunteering they would like to do because there's a constant need for volunteers uh, for canvassing, for phoning. But also, if they want to get involved at a higher level, then they can join a, a leadership and advocacy team if they live in one of the 10 counties where those are active. And, um, yeah, we're um, constantly looking for uh, people to help, and especially with our Lobby Day coming up on April 6th in Salem, uh, we could really use some people to uh, not only uh, attend that, but also help us with the advanced recruitment. And I'd like to leave everyone with the thought that we do have a voice, each of us, and it is our responsibility to use it and to really find what that is for you and to, to participate in whatever that organization is. 
Well, thank you, Jimmy, and thank you, Erin. I've enjoyed talking to you today, and this has been the Nonprofit Hour brought to you by the Media Institute. Jimmy, you've brought one more song for us. What, do, what are we listening to now? Um, yeah, I brought Loretta Lynn's The Pill, which is a song that I only learned about recently, I have to say, but uh, it, it talks about how um, uh, the pill was able to uh, help this particular woman uh, get sort of a leg up in her relationship and and just shows how um at a time when um when uh, the pill was still a pretty new thing uh loretta lynn was uh raising a lot of visibility for it you and me and dine me when i was your girl promised if i'd be your wife you'd show me the world but all I've seen of this old world is a bed and a doctor bill. I'm tearing down your brooder house, cause now I've got the pill. All these years I've stayed at home while you had all your fun. And every year that's gone by, another baby's come. There's gonna be some changes made right here on Nursery Hill. You set this chicken your last time, cause now I've got the pill. And now to update us on current progress, we will listen to a conversation I had earlier in the week with Jimmy Radosta. This is Jason Dangton, and we are joined right now by Jimmy Radosta from Planned Parenthood Advocates of Oregon, who's rejoining us to bring us up to speed on some of the things that they have been working on since our last interview. Welcome back to the Nonprofit Hour, Jimmy. Thanks for having me back, Jason. So when we last spoke, it was at the time right when John Kitzhaubert stepped down and Kate Brown was taking over the governor's seat. And you had commented at that time that you were very excited about the promise that Kate Brown's governorship would hold. And now that we've just passed through the current legislative session, can you give us a recap on how you feel that Kate Brown has done in her governorship to this point and the legislative session that we just passed through and how it has impacted your work. Sure. Um, we are absolutely thrilled that uh, we have uh, Governor Brown leading our state. Um, you might uh, not realize, but she's one of only, I believe, three uh, progressive women governors in the entire country. So it's a uh, really nothing to sneeze at that we have a state that is is led by uh, folks like her and Secretary of State Gene Atkins and um, Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum, not to mention that we have uh, women as uh, House Majority and Senate Majority Leaders and House Speaker. So uh, it was a great legislative session. We uh, passed two landmark uh, uh, laws that uh, we're really excited about, one to protect patient privacy and one to expand access to birth control through 12 months of birth control dispensing. That's a, some really fantastic progress, and, and I, I think what you point out is a, uh, is a, a very great thing that we have here in this state, uh, having Kate Brown, Tina Kotek, and even now with uh, 
for instance, like Jennifer Williamson moving into the the leadership of her party. Yes, absolutely. She serves on our uh, board of directors, and so uh, uh, she oh, okay. is uh, going to be a, a great uh, leader for the House majority, and uh, she helped usher through some of our priority uh, legislation uh, this session. Uh, we Oregon is now the first state in the country to uh, guarantee women access to a full 12 months of birth control at one time. Um, and that will absolutely help uh, rural women who have trouble uh, getting to a pharmacy or people who have lack of transportation, uh, college students who don't necessarily uh, live in one place year-round. And uh, studies have shown that it will reduce the odds of an unintended pregnancy by 30%. And we're thrilled that it passed unanimously in the Senate and with um, all but two votes in the House of Representatives. And so uh, we hope that that becomes model legislation that other states will follow. Uh, the, other, the other bill uh, will protect patient privacy in their insurance communications. So if uh, you uh, don't want the policyholder to find out about uh, let's say a visit that you had about an STD test, or if you don't, if uh, you're a woman who's escaping a domestic violence situation and your husband is still the policyholder, and you don't want him to find out about where you're going for your weekly counseling visits and when you're going for those visits, you can now make sure that that explanation of benefit statement gets directed to you and not to the policyholder. In ensuring the the patient's privacy to a greater degree now. Absolutely, because without those protections, people are essentially uninsured, and that's unacceptable. There's no reason why anybody should forego protecting their health um, just for fear of somebody else finding out about their visit. Exactly. Well, uh, recently, Planned Parenthood, of course, has uh, been in the news quite a bit. And unfortunately, it seems like... Uh, that on the being this an election year on the campaign trail, a lot of different people have latched on to some of the issues. Uh, for instance, presidential candidate Ben Carson has made allegations that Planned Parenthood was founded in a in a racist way, and that abortion clinics in African American neighborhoods predominate. And uh, frequently, some of these claims are not even based on the full story. And uh, how is it that you go about refuting some of these claims and educating the public about the work that you truly do? Well, thanks for asking about that. It, it has been a challenging time, and it's very important for people to know that this is a politically motivated attack orchestrated between anti-abortion fanatics and right-wing politicians who are using this smear campaign as an excuse to further their own personal political agendas to defund Planned Parenthood and to take away life-saving health care from women who need it the most. Um, so we, we've been working hard to uh, correct all of the misperceptions that are out there um, as for the current uh, 2016 candidates, uh, I think it, it 
shows more clearly than ever that these are folks who wanted to defund Planned Parenthood all along, and now they're using these deceptively edited uh, videos that were filmed without authorization that represent a gross violation of patient privacy um, for both our patients and our providers um, as, as an excuse to further their own agendas. And, um, you know, Ben Carson's unfounded claims were thoroughly debunked by NPR uh, recently. And um, I'm sure it's just going to be more of the same throughout the coming uh months and uh so I, I it's it's really important that uh people get registered to vote and make sure that their voices are heard at the ballot box well i can uh, imagine that because of all of this controversy that's stirred up it probably makes your job of trying to do the work that you do a bit more difficult because you you must have a lot of resources in time and labor having to be rededicated to to some of these responding to some of these attacks. Yes, yeah, certainly we there was um a protest at our Beaverton Health Center a couple of weeks ago and so um we we had some supporters who came and um held a banner that said healthcare happens here and and that was a way to symbolically show that while they are um, uh, orchestrating this smear campaign. Uh, we are focusing on what matters, which is providing high-quality, affordable health care to people who need it. And, um, and we at Planned Parenthood Advocates of Oregon are not going to let that take us away from our um, focus, which is to uh, recruit supporters and um, to register voters and to um, basically uh, look forward and not backward on expanding access to women's health where other states are trying to restrict it. Um, as, as I mentioned in the earlier interview, we're the leading state for reproductive freedom, and we want to uh, strengthen that even further. We have uh, legislation that we would love to get passed in, the, in uh, next year or 2017 that would um, guarantee uh, access um, for abortion coverage uh, in insurance plans, what, no matter how you're insured, uh, because right now uh, abortion remains safe and legal in Oregon, but not necessarily accessible and affordable, especially for um, low-income women, uh, women of color, uh, domestic violence survivors, uh, transgender people. And so we want to make sure that there is, there is more coverage available, and uh, we're not going to uh, let this uh, smear campaign distract us from that goal. Well, I, I, I think there's something there that you also uh, bring up that is, is a strong point in that some of these smear campaigns, there's always a uh, gravitating towards the fact of saying this neighborhood, this abortion clinic, but it's not taking into account that that abortion might be one of the services that's performed at this location, but there are a number of other services, like you mentioned earlier, uh, even the the rural clientele that you support. Um, a lot of people think of Planned Parenthood as just being a a urban or a a city centric organization, but there's a lot more to it. 
Yeah, we. I mean, we have health centers as far uh, out as Bend, and uh, it uh, actually is a constant issue um, trying to make sure that that uh, that women in the most remote parts of the state have access. Um, we um, would love it if we had had even more um, uh, health centers available. But um, it's yeah, it's absolutely important for people to know that more than 90% of what we do is um, life-saving cancer screenings, birth control, STD testing and treatment, vasectomies, and um, preventative services. I mean, this that is what we are about. The 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 one thing that's really important for people to know is that we do more than any other organization to prevent unintended pregnancies and therefore the need for abortion. So uh, people who are um, concerned about the abortion rate in this country, which is, by the way, at a record 40-year low right now, um, mm -hmm. should be the ones that want Planned Parenthood to be there um, uh, everywhere. Well, uh, we've spent uh, a bit of time talking about some of the controversies and, and the, the political climate of things, but uh, I'd also like to get back to talking about the work that you do as a nonprofit. And uh, what are some of the things that you have that are that are coming up in uh, the near future, in in the fall, that uh, you'd you'd like us to know about? Yeah, we have a volunteer-run event coming up on Wednesday, August 26th in Portland. It's called the Pink Party, and it's going to be at. Um, the radio room, and uh, it is run by our Multnomah County leadership and advocacy team. And uh, th these are our super volunteers, the folks who work on a grassroots level at the front lines to um, help us do the work that we do. And um, they recently received national recognition from Planned Parenthood Federation of America with their 2015 Volunteer Excellence Award. And so uh, we would love it if uh, people came and uh, not only helped uh, support uh, Planned Parenthood Advocates of Oregon uh, uh, financially, but also just uh, with their their um, their energy and their support of, of the work that we're doing on the grassroots level. Um, it's going to be a great way to not only uh, celebrate the achievements that we made this year uh, in the legislature, but also to brace for the challenges that we have ahead in 2016. And where uh, where would people go to find out more? Uh, they can go to our website, which is ppaoregon.org. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Jimmy, for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jason. And thanks for bringing us up to speed on everything. We've come to the end of this week's edition of the Nonprofit Hour Show. The Nonprofit Hour is produced by the Media Institute for Social Change at the studios of X-Ray FM by myself, Jason Dennington. Special thanks to our hosts, Julie Falk and Phil Bossy, and to our guests, Erin Johnston and Jimmy Rodosta of Planned Parenthood Advocates of Oregon, and especially to Media Institute summer program student Becca Reebstein for her piece about the JOIN organization. We thank you all for listening and hope to have you all back for our next show.